All right, greetings. Um, all right, communique number 39. I have not posted in several days. However, I note with uh, interest that the little uh, podcasting site I'm using is actually getting some traffic. I don't seem to have any commentary posted yet. I'm not quite sure what that means. Anyway, uh, communique number 39, 6 November, uh, about 10.08 in the evening, two days after the election. And on the evening of the uh, 4th, we attended the Libertarian Gala out there in Cobb County uh, to sit with the faithful and watch election results come in. Uh, sad to say, but predictably, Allen did not win. On the positive side, Allen did, did as of the 6th anyway, had about 3.4% of the votes, about 127,000 votes. Uh, Mr. Saxby came in at 1.8 million, Mr. Martin came in at 1.7 million, and a runoff is imminent. Fulton County still has ballots to count, so we can't actually say that for certain sure, but I, I believe that a runoff is imminent. Uh, I don't believe either candidate's going to wait to conduct a recount. Uh, there'll be too much time lost between now and the 2nd of December. So anyway, I was convinced as we headed home on the 4th uh, that Alan would, because uh, around 10 o'clock in the evening, 11 o'clock in the evening, local media had Saxby up by 56, 57%. You know, obviously, a runoff was not going to occur. So all the planning we've put into this uh, since, uh, what, the first week of September apparently was going to go for naught. Uh, without a runoff, there's no leverage. Without leverage, there's no way to obtain the, the goal of the whole campaign, which on the surface was the election of Alan Buckley as a U.S. senator. I mean... That was the stated goal of the campaign, and uh, well, that was the stated goal of the campaign. But you know, let's be realistic, kids. Yeah, electing a libertarian senator—that's a tough job, real tough job. Fortunately, the campaign had a secondary, and believe it or not, we still have tertiary goals in mind. Um, we're currently working on a secondary goal, which we believe is of import. Uh, I suppose it's time to talk about ballot access in Georgia. Uh, you know, ballot access is an interesting concept. In our modern day and age here in the year 2008, uh, to run for political office in Georgia, you have to be a Republican or a Democrat. If you do not fit into one of those categories, you may still run for public office, but you have rather onerous conditions you've got to meet. In addition to having to pay the filing fee, uh, depending on the office you're seeking election for, you have to run about and collect quite a few signatures. If you're thinking you want to be a member of the U.S. House of Representatives, for example, in Georgia, you're going to need to get out there and collect 15,000 signatures. And given the fact that 15,000 signatures often is not enough to get 15,000 verified signatures, people who are actually on the rolls and can vote, most people go ahead and tell you to oversample that by a minimum of 30%. So if you needed 15,000 signatures to go on the ballot, you better collect 25,000 signatures. 25,000 signatures on a piece of paper. That means somehow or other you've got to meet 25,000 people, and all of them have to want to sign a petition. Uh, I don't know what the close ratio is for the average door-to-door uh, -door canvasser seeking to get a petition signed, but I would wager it's not so good. I would tend to think it's rather low, especially in this day and age. Uh, what, half of the half the population that's eligible to vote, registered to vote, actually gets out to vote? So that means like every other door you knock on is going to be a no. As a minimum, it might be higher. You might have to knock on ten doors to get one yes. 
you know, it takes a lot of perseverance. More perseverance than anybody's had since, so, 1952 or 42, I think, when Georgia set up its uh, ballot structure the way it is today. And I know that in 52 years, uh, from what I've read on the Internet, no one has managed to get it done. All right? So, for the last 52 years, politics in Georgia was the exclusive preserve of the Republican Party and the Democratic Party. So, the secondary goal in this campaign was to get that restriction that's been laid upon libertarians lifted. You know, and part of the deal we're trying to cut now is to obtain for the Libertarian Party equal access to the ballot. We, we wish to be classified as the equivalent of the Republicans and the, requ the equivalent of the Democrats. That's the secondary goal of this campaign. We thought that if we could throw it into a runoff, then Allen's endorsement would be of importance, uh, possibly enough importance, to begin the long trek toward ballot access. And as with most activities and enterprises conducted by humans, uh, we've run into successes and failures. But anyway, on the fourth, we were convinced that the secondary goal would never we'd never get a shot at it because there wouldn't be a runoff. Well, the following morning, I get up and out of habit, go and check things, and lo and behold, there is a strong possibility of a runoff. Uh, by mid-morning, it was pretty much a foregone conclusion. By the evening, it was pretty much agreed upon. Uh, for a day, it is stood. You know, but it seems that they're closing down the count now. And it still looks, it looks like Saxby has lost a little bit of ground. And Allen's picked up a little bit. And Martin's picked up more than either or. So it looks like a runoff is going to happen. So, both the Republicans and the Democrats would like to have Allen's endorsement. Because the, uh, 3.4% libertarian voting bloc that he managed to garner in this election, that's 120,000 votes, uh, could be very important to the runoff. Uh, most people are under the assumption that the Democrat will not be able to raise, will not be able to get 50% of the people that voted in the 4 November election to return to the polls. That, that may be a very good number. If uh, the Obama campaign does in fact bring in several thousand volunteers, over the course of the next five to seven days and start working on the ground game. Oh, I don't know. You know, hire a fleet of uh, rebel buses and just drive around and say, hey, did you vote? Well, you want to vote again? Come on, get in the car. Here's 20 bucks for your trouble. See, walking around. Huh? Dems going to be spreading that thick and deep. You know, goddamn they need to because we're, Georgia's kind of hurting for money. I don't think it's a bad thing if, oh, a fleet of white vans filled with Barack, uh, oh, Barack Obama activists start cruising the inner city neighborhoods in the cab in Fulton County and herding registered voters into the van. You know, get them up with a 20, take them down the pole, let them vote, maybe buy some lunch, take them home. Christ, what's wrong with that? That's America. That's a good thing. So yeah, bring that money on down here. Spread that shit around. Let people go vote. Help people go vote. That's what he's got the money for, isn't it? You've got to wonder how much money you got left. Oh, see, I've, I've wandered off topic. Didn't mean to do that. Anyway, back to the secondary reason that we got involved in this process. Uh, once again, that's ballot access. More access to the ballot. Currently, libertarians enjoy a unique position in the state of Georgia, and Jim Martin was instrumental in our being able to run candidates for statewide office. 
these are candidates such as U.S. Senator, Governor, Lieutenant Governor, Insurance Commissioner, Public Service Commissioner, any statewide office, Libertarians are grandfathered to be able to run for those without having to go into trouble getting a petition drive. Well, the secondary goal of this campaign was to extend that special and peculiar libertarian qualification statewide office all the way down to the House of Representatives, the State Senate, the State House, local offices, being able to, to pay the filing fee and run, no petition requirement. I mean, we already do it for statewide offices. To me, it's just a little simple nudge for that to happen at the uh, less than state level. But importantly, we want to be able to run candidates for the U.S. House of Representatives. We'll try this drawing in some counties. I mean, we got some people who vote. They will go to the polls and exercise their ballots. I'm, I'm kind of stunned by the level of support I see in the crosstabs uh, in the, Senate, the current Senate race. Allen did a good job. He really did. Did well at the debates. I think the uh, nascent radio campaign and the nascent AstroTurf campaign we've run for the last six weeks has had its positive effect. I believe that's. I believe we account for the. Uh, Doubling in the size of Allen's, the doubling the size of the people who voted for Allen. We doubled him up. We we couldn't make it a factor of ten. You know, didn't have the resources for that. But we doubled it, and by doing so, we guaranteed a runoff, which now puts us in position to try and get the secondary objective achieved, because Allen's uh, endorsement does have value, and we're pursuing that. It's a very interesting process, I got to tell you. I don't want to get specific about who we've talked to so far, but we have talked to one party, and we shall talk to the other party tomorrow and see which party can best aid us in furtherance of our goals, the secondary objective, statewide ballot access. Alan's getting a little crazy. He's kind of like writing up this Declaration of Independence, and he, he says that whoever's going to get his endorsement's got to sign off on it. I don't see that really happening. I mean, Alan's a nice guy, but goddamn, man, you can't you can't demand that a Republican turn into a Libertarian or a Democrat turn into a Libertarian. And if Alan's working on something lengthy, it's very detailed. I guarantee you that, and it'll be compelling. I guarantee you that. And because of that, there's no way Martin or Shambles can sign it. They could make a statement like they agree with it in principle, but they're not going to sign it. Not something big and long and legalese. And I'm afraid that's what Alan's going to turn out because he's a he's a lawyer. It'd be it'll be ironclad, uh, maybe actionable in a court of law. Who would who would sign that? <laughs> I wouldn't. Forget it. I'll just say I read it. Hey, I liked it. And if I can do this, you know, well, I'll do this. I'll incorporate as much of it as I can into my legislative career, but understand that's the reason I'm going up there. You know, we're trying to cut deals. You got to give, you got to take. You know, that's part of the bargaining in politics. Although I don't know how much bargaining is going to be going on for the next two years. I'm absolutely certain the Democrats will overreach. Absolutely. I mean, they. Let's think about it from Pelosi's point of view. I mean, she's been standing up on that hill how many years now? Been there 25 years or 30 years or something. Christ, she's old as she's old as dirt. And Harry Reid, man, he looks like he's like one step away from the grave. 
skeletal almost. Doesn't have a whole lot of uh, vitality about him, but he, he keeps going. Keeps on going. Then we got Barry going up. Nobody has a clue about him. I don't. Uh, I don't get good buzz feelings when I think about Obama in the future. But yeah, we'll see. That's all the hell you can say as an American. We'll see. Jet. Nothing happened yet. It's been three days. Well, I take that back. Okay, the stock market kind of tanked again. But, you know. Christ, I swear if, uh, if the doorman farts you know, out in front of the stock exchange, the stock market probably tanks. And, you know, if you read about economics on the Internet, to any degree at all, you understand. And, hey, I don't think it's done tanking yet. You know, when we still got 8000 on that board, I'm... I'll start thinking maybe it's done by the time it hits 3000 We'll be a nation impoverished. No one will have any money. All the value and everything will be gone. And then if you have an income, that's a make-or-break life-or-death situation. That's how bad I think it's going to get. But nobody has to die. You know, we're not bombing somebody. So, you know, hey, maybe it ain't so bad. What the fuck is money? Just money. You know, I've never had a bunch of money in my life. Don't have a bunch of money now. Got a bunch of responsibility. And a bunch of love. Yeah. Uh, if economy goes in the tank, it goes in the tank. You know, as long as we're not fucking, I don't know, mounting an invasion of China, I, I'll be okay. Or having to repel an invasion from China. Think about that. What if all the Chinese decided, hey, you know what? Let's just walk over, uh, walk over the Bering Strait, hold hands, and get over to Alaska. Yeah. You got what? Three billion Chinese, half of them decide to give it a go. Yeah. It'd be a changed country, especially with our current immigration policies. I think it's time we start looking at America as like a giant club, okay? You know, like the golf resort of the planet. Only a few people get to come in here. No, 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 not everybody. Uh, yeah. Plenty of examples of that in our lives. Oh man, I've really dragged on. I got off topic again, too. When did I start this thing? Oh, 14 minutes. That's not too bad. I've done longer. But, you know, I think that at 14 we start to... You get too much divergence, I suppose. Well, anyway, that was communicate number 39 on the 6th of November. Uh, I'm hitting 15 minutes, so I'm going to go ahead and sign off. Uh, play this back review. See what it sounds like. i got to say, I like my microphone. Now, is this a sweeter spot than the other? I don't think so. But I do like my microphone. I feel like a professional podcaster now. God damn. Uh, Communicate number 39. Good night. And may God bless. Roger. Yes, what? Stop. I have to stop recording. Because the stop button